It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. And good Monday morning. Follow the money here at Circus Sportsbook in fabulous downtown Las Vegas. Dave Ross along with the King, Super Bowl champion quarterback Sean King. Sean, good morning. Good morning, man. How, I mean, Circa is packed this morning, right? It's already rolling. People throwing the dice, the cards, I guess, are turning the right way. I like it. I like the vibe. I walked in, first time being up at 4 a.m. in a while, and... <laughs> Man, the energy was magnificent. I know Derek Stevens got to be smiling. Oh, it's fantastic. It, it never sleeps. Yeah. It literally never sleeps. You walk in, and it's just like people everywhere. I'm still sure people are still buzzing about the weekend in sports, too, that we're going to get to. We're going to have Brian Crowell join us from Sirius XM uh, PGA Tour Radio to talk all the things that happened over the British Open. Bobby V is going to join the program in hour number two, of course. When the Metropolitans were there in the World Series back in the day, Bobby V was the manager, had some disguises. We might get into some of that. I've got an interesting little story with Bobby V, too. Because I was spending a lot of time in Stanford, Connecticut, so i got to ask him how Bobby V's is doing. That used to be my little hangout. Okay, we'll bring that up to yeah. him and see what he's got for us. There's Micah Adams is going to join us in hour number three from the Sporting News uh, and talk all things NBA as well and get into some of the rumor mills that we're hearing and maybe some moves with Donovan Mitchell and maybe even, I don't know, Russell Westbrook going to Utah? Doesn't seem like a fit. 
We'll figure it out. That's something that might actually happen. And Ralph Russo is going to join us uh, in the third hour as well to talk all things college football with all the transfer portals, all the coaching changes. I can't believe it. we're getting closer. And that's where I really wanted to start today uh, before we look at what happened over the weekend. For you as a former quarterback, and I know for me as a former media member covering NFL football, July, this is like, get in those vacations. Like Mitch and Pauly, like get them in now. And that's why we're in today here on Follow the Money. Because you got camp coming up in a matter of, what, two weeks? Right. So would Sean King already be in shape, or do you get to camp to then get into football shape? And for those that don't know, what's the difference between being in shape and football shape? So to put context on this, July is vacation month for the media. Yeah, it is. If you're an NFL player, I mean, you're tightening the screws in July because you're putting the finishing touches on – your off-season workout program, you know, you're setting up your schedule for training camp, how much rest you need, you know, what are some of the supplemental things that you need to have available during camp. So you're kind of, you know, in that last little leg of making sure that day one training camp, you're ready to go. So to answer your question, at least the teams that I was on that were good, we came into training camp already in shape Mm. and just used training camp as another way to kind of, fine-tune our muscle memory as it pertains to the specific system that we ran. Because that's what training camp is about, making sure all the nuances with the offense or defensive scheme, like, it's second nature to you. So that way when you get into game, real-life situations, now you can just, you know, let your instincts take over and play. I feel like old school, like 80s, 90s, the players used to use camp to get into shape. Yeah, they brought 24 packs. That's what they did. Yeah. I heard all those stories yeah. in D.C. of yeah. the Hogs. Oh, Milwaukee in the locker room. Oh, my God. Like, I, like to me, it's mind-blowing to think of the way athletes are conditioned today right. versus the way they were conditioned mentally as, as well as physically. And then it literally would take training camp to kind of get all that out of them, get them ready for week well, one. Well, they invented this thing called the Internet. <laughs> I'm for real. Like, it seems so simplistic, but the Internet created exposure to – all kinds of different ways to get a person in shape. I mean, back then, it was just word of mouth. Right. I mean, you got your information. They used to have, like, a newspaper in a plastic bag that they threw in everybody's driveway. And that's how you found out what was going on in the world because the television really only showed you the local news. I mm. think this predates, like, CNN. Oh, and, yeah. And, you know, and these, like, national news channels. So you just didn't have access to it. You thought what you were doing were right. Remember? It was like a sign of weakness in practice oh, yeah. to, to hydrate. And now, like, it's mandated that, you know, in football, they have to stop practice so guys can hydrate. So, I mean, the science around how to get an athlete to his peak and maintain that peak is, is, is so much more advanced than it was then. And I do think, and this is where you'll get to some nuance today with the conversations of, well, the athletes today are bigger, stronger, faster. They just might be more well-conditioned. Yeah, and right? they're, like, they're, they're exposed to better methods of finding their peak and then maintaining it. Whereas, as you mentioned, to, you know, to start the show, for a long time, you used training camp to get into shape. Right. I remember very well when I'd get to D.C. and for, for the formerly Washington football team, whatever they call it, commanders now. And uh, when I'd get there, you know, 5 a.m., you know, sun's not up yet. I'd be the first person at the old Redskins Park there in D.C. And uh, Mike Shanahan would be there, coaches on the treadmill. It'd be me and Coach Shanahan, the only two people at the park. Those coaches, man, they work around the Yeah, I coach. I know. That's why I came back to broadcasting. You don't miss those days? Yeah, now I'm up at 4 in the morning. And then I remember <laughs> I remember Albert Hainsworth trying to pass a conditioning test. 
and we weren't supposed to be rolling, but of course you're rolling. Right. Roll all the time. And he didn't pass. And it'd be him and the trainers out there. And I became big news in Washington, D.C., right? Because he just wasn't in shape. Right. So those days now feel like they're kind of over. And that's only 10 years ago. But so, like, like, like Hainsworth, they, they literally are working him out. And if he can't, he can't go to practice in July because he's not physically fit enough to do it. Yeah, and it's, it's really different now. I mean, the, the union is so much stronger now in, as a, in the NFL than it was. You know, they collectively bargain, you know, all of these time constraints now. Whereas when we played, I mean, you practice. Like, it was nothing to be, you know, full pads, you know, late in November, you know, still having contact. It's just so different. Now, I wouldn't ask Albert Hainsworth to pass a conditioning <laughs> test. I would have asked Albert Hainsworth to terrorize the opposing team's quarterback. Didn't like football. That was the problem with Albert Hainsworth. Didn't like football. You love football, and it helped you win a ring. Uh, by the way, speak, I want to use a football analogy for what we saw yesterday over at the birthplace of golf, St. Andrews. Mm. Okay. Rory McIlroy, I felt like he I, – I watched the round twice because I have no life. He didn't miss a shot. He did not miss a shot. He hit all 18 girls. Greens and regulation. Uh-huh. You know how hard that is to do? He did every green and regulation. Didn't miss a shot. Didn't win. I thought he played defense. I thought what he did was he played defense. What does that say? That says 170. I'm showing million. David Ross, Roy McRoy's net worth. $170 million. So this is how I was raised. To whom much is given, much is required. Mm. So when you've been blessed with that kind of financial platform and you are in the conversation as best golfer in the world and you hold the lead coming into Sunday. Four shot lead. Yeah. No, no excuses, no explanations. He just didn't play good enough. Like I'm not going to look at it in the context of he played great and he just missed a few putts. No, he lost. He had a four shot lead. He's supposed to be considered by some people the best golfer in the world. Well, you they gotta, want him to be. Right. You got to win that tournament. Like, hold him to the same standard that you held Tiger, Jack Nicklaus, like all these greats to. Like, if that would have been Tiger or Jack Nicklaus and they had a four-shot lead and they played the round that Rory played, people would have said that they choked. So call it for what it was. He choked. He didn't make one putt. He had putt after putt after putt after putt. And if he makes any of them, he's the open championship. You know how many edges he burned yesterday? I mean, if it was like a cigarette butt, it went all the way down to the nub. Uh, well, he, I mean, I, he didn't get it done. I'm glad he didn't. Well, you you had Cameron Smith. I thinking. bet Cameron Smith, so I was actively rooting for the uh, <laughs> Cameron Smith. It was probably about seven thirty in the morning oh, yeah. when I started thinking Cam had a shot. I was like, okay. And the crazy thing is, he didn't make his move to the back nine. He was still down three going to the back nine. Yeah. And he, by the way, I hopped in on on Cam Smith as well about uh, plus fifteen fifty. Before the final round. And I just thought the number's too big for the best putter in the world. Right. Cam Smith is the best putter in the world. Yeah, okay. His putter worked. It did. And the thing is, it, I think what would be harder, and I, I wonder if this ever happened to you, either at Tulane or in the NFL. Did you ever play what you felt like was the right game plan? We played the game, you know, Herm Edwards, we played to win the game, and we didn't win the game. Like, we did everything we're supposed to do, Rory McIlroy. And I think he thinks, I had four subpar rounds all the round. Cam Smith shot over par on Saturday and still won this tournament. Rory didn't have a day like, like Cam had on Saturday. Is it going to be tougher for Rory now to think, what did I do wrong? Like, like, like in few I don't think men. it's tougher for Rory because I don't feel like the, the golf media holds Rory to the right standard. Like, mm. I think like they give him a pass. 
Like the headlines to the day today should have been Rory choked. I mean, that's what he did. Wow. Well, you got to call a spade a spade, right? But 18 under at the birthplace of golf. And look, he's going to play 18 differently if he's only one down. He was going for eagle on 18. Think about the putt that Cam Smith made. Uh, I think it might have been 16 where he pulled his approach left behind the trap. Oh, that was 17. And he had 17. He had to putt up. And now he has, like, what, a 14-footer for par? par. It, he makes it. He won the tournament on 17. Yeah. He absolutely won the tournament on 17. One guy made his putts, another guy didn't. And on 17, the road hole, which is one of the most famous holes in golf, maybe the most famous hole in golf. They say it's one of the best holes in any championship, Masters, U.S. Open. You pick it, that road hole at 17, because it's just so difficult to reach that pin, certainly on a Sunday. And Cam did exactly what you said. Rory hit two incredible shots. He's got about, what, a 13-footer for birdie? Yeah. Burn that edge. Cam played the win, even on 18 T box. I don't think he had hit driver hadn't in four do- four days. Various he, he pulled a driver out. He was playing the win. I, I respect. Hats off to Cameron Smith. I do too. And again, this is gonna be. We're gonna talk a lot more about this because there was some very interesting stuff after the round of golf mm. where Cam was asked, "Are you gonna go to live?" Because by the way, kudos to whoever that media member that had the you know what's. To ask Cam Smith in that moment if you're going to go to the rival golf league. And his answer was um, ambiguous at best. <laughs> Let's put it that way. So we'll break that down uh, a little bit later. But, of course, the first hour of Follow the Money is presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Sean, when we come back here, we're going to do win some, lose some. Again, kudos to you for a big win on Cam Smith getting it done yesterday. So if everybody that has Cam Smith tickets, I know you're celebrating today. We'll also talk about some other wagers you might have. One or some, like I had the UFC, that were tough beats. Don't go anywhere. Much more to get to. Follow the money right here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. 
Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Win Some, Lose Some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. And it's time for Win Some, Lose Some. Sean King, Dave Ross coming at you here at Circus Sportsbook. And we already mentioned our, our big win, and that was... The Aussie, who says he's keeping the mullet, by the way, Cam Smith. I like the look, and it's him. It's it's what separates him. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of who he is. Like, if you're walking by a random television and you see the mullet, you, oh, that's Cameron Smith. You I know, like that. You know it right away. Yeah. Yeah, don't shave that. By don't the shave way, the stack. I, I tipped to Cam Smith. I had him at 19-1, to pre-flop to win the tournament. Shout out to our guy, Wes Reynolds. Great information Man. leading to these golf tournaments. It, it's unbelievable, so... I'm glad he came through on Sunday because I was nervous after Saturday. By the way, speaking of uh, of Wes and Brady Cannon here, do a great job on long shots each and every week. I'm in a golf tournament with those guys for the majors. I didn't win. They did. Those those guys are good. They are. They're really they're really sharp. And by the way, Wes had a ticket on Cam Young, uh, excuse me, Cam Smith to win any major, and he got that at about thirty to one. Wow. He had a better number than you would have gotten in the individual tournaments. So shout out to Wes and Brady. You got to check it out. I'm telling you, it's the best golf information you're going to get. I always say this. I'll put it up against any golf handicappers in the world. Absolutely. They're that good. Uh, Win some. If you watch the UFC on Saturday, as I did, and uh, I was a little disappointed because it was a win for Yair Rodriguez, El Pantera, a great nickname, against Brian T-City Ortega. Now, you see see what's in quotes there in, in parentheses? Injury. Injury. So... 
or take, I got a takedown. And that's what he wants to do. And when they're rolling on the ground, because Yair can roll, all of a sudden, Ortega goes to make a little move, shoulder pops out. Ah! I had Ortega. Wow. And so that's the way you lose it. So it's a win for Yair Rodriguez. It's a loss for yours truly. And look, I can deal with losses. I've had three losses via injury in the UFC in the last year. I had Alexander Rakic. I had him against Jan Blachowicz. He's destroying Blahovich. I got the over three and a half in the third round. Goes to make a kick, blows out his ACL. So I'll be honest. I, I don't know anything about UFC. I get all of my UFC betting information from, from D. Ross, who's sitting right here next to me. Let's go, baby. I completely missed the entire UFC card. So I guess so I'm, on the, I'm on the loss side. <laughs> I, I text D. Ross probably about 4 o'clock on Saturday. Like, who do you like in UFC? Oh, I went 3-1. and one, It's over. I was like, what? <laughs> exactly. It was like, and they, they had it in Long Island. I'm thinking, why would you do it so early in the East Coast? Yeah. I, I, no rhyme or reason for Dana White and the cards. The crowd was electric, by the way, at Long Island. And uh, certainly shout out to our guys here, First Strike. Uh, you know, shameless plug here. But I think we do a great job as well. You guys do a great job. And I follow out. you. I don't even attempt to do my own homework on it. I just follow what you say. Well, I'm glad you do because uh, Jillian Lee was a big winner for yours truly as well at Good Plus Money against Muslim Salikov, and he got that KOTKO in the second round at plus 310. And Lee lost the first round against the King of Kung Fu. I wish I would be called something like that. Like the King of, like, I'm, my nickname's Sauce, Sauce Ross. It's a good nickname. Can you really call anybody but Bruce Lee the King of Kung Fu? This dude's got kicked. Okay. But he got knocked out. And that was good for us because we were on it here, uh, certainly at the first strike crew. Maybe the best fight that I've seen, I'd say in the last, well, this decade was Matt Schnell. If you saw this fight, Matt Schnell, and I went back and watched it again. The second round, people, just go back and watch it. Find it. I don't know how you're going to find it. Find it. It's the best second round I have seen, arguably, in UFC history. Matt Schnell was almost out, and I counted seven times the referee could have stopped it. Seven times. It's like Ferris Bueller, nine times. I don't remember Matt Schnell being almost knocked out seven times. Yeah. He was almost knocked out seven times and somehow in the same round finishes it off with a sub at plus money. Absolutely insane. I had lucky Lauren Murphy, big, big dog against Misha Tate. And uh, by the way, that's old school right there, right? Misha been in the game a long time. And by the way, props to Misha Tate. She went to Yankee Stadium, watched the Yankees against the Bo Sox the day after getting her butt kicked. And she took a picture there. She's got one eye bandaged up. She looks like she literally just got in a fight, which she did. And she posted it, and I went, that's, that's a fighter. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, props to both women. It was a, a hellacious fight in the best possible way. And lucky Lauren Murphy cashed for us here, and she did it at, at Plus Money. She earned it. There was nothing lucky about it. And there's something about you guys, and I say this to you guys as athletes in general. Her mentality is a big win for me. And she got up there in the mic, and she said, I'm not going to stop. I don't care if you want me to stop. I'm not going to stop until I get that belt. She wants a shot at Valentina yeah, Shevchenko. I like it. I again. Like it. And she put in the work against Misha Tate. Have you been um, Have you been betting the Orioles? I have. Because I know Tim Murray has. I have. Uh, I've been betting the Mariners. Like So I try and get on these teams when they get to like three or four wins, and it looks like it might be something. And then I kind of stick with them until they lose. I don't overthink it in baseball. I mean, the O's have just been cashing tickets for you lately. They have. And, and by the way, the Nationals finally beat the Braves. As a Metropolitan fan, we like to see that. 
and certainly you love that if you get that plus money at plus two forty. That was striker, right? That was surprising. Yeah, that yeah. was that was definitely a, a bit of a surprise. And then those Yankees roll over the Sox. That game easily goes. Yeah, over. Yankees put up two football scores back to back. Red Sox got some issues. Uh, the loose sums. If you did have the Braves, I'm sure you're going. I laid almost three dollars, and they get worked by the Nats because they've just been beating them like a drum, and then suddenly. It just doesn't happen. So you lost that if you laid that 280. And also the Strohs. What happened against the A's? Yeah, I'm fading the Strohs. I'm not high on them. I know there's some people who think they're the best team in the American League. I'm just not high on the Strohs. I, I think they go through the motions too much on defense, make a lot of unforced errors. Mm. You know, I, I question the stability of that pitching staff. Now, having said that at the trade deadline, I'm sure there'll be buyers. They'll be trying to add a Luis Castillo or somebody to help bolster that rotation. But... You know, I, I just – it's something about them that I think they're missing something. Yeah? Just yeah. doesn't feel like the same – Yeah, defensively. I mean, for for the talent they have, hmm. if you watch them night in and night out, pass balls, you know, the, yeah. that the catch is catch. Altuve not stepping on second, turning a double play, Kyle Tucker dropping fly balls. Like, it's always something. You know, sometimes it gets, you know – brushed under the rug because they find a way to win the game anyway, yeah. but, you know, the playoffs, you know, all of that stuff matters slightly more. Could it be because they don't have somebody uh, banging on a the drum themselves to tell you what the pitches are? <laughs> uh, we've got hey, some... if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> <laughs> I believe we have, and what I love about this, uh, I don't know what this video is going to be, but okay. apparently this is a dancing dog is all I've been told. I love dogs. That See, is a dancing dog. I saw dog. this, and I thought this was Photoshop. That's a real dog up on two and just going for it. Is Wait, what's your question? I mean, I love it, but I just thought it like what's the uh, is the other dog like the security? Like there's well, a dog. Well, let that dog is, dance. Sometimes you just got to dance. I've got people that are see, coming Look to, at the dog at the bottom. Is, yeah, is, yeah, is that the security guard? I mean, the security dog? Yeah, and I mean, he's feeling it. He's okay. The, he's got the tongue out and everything. He's going for it. Uh, do you like when coaches do the gritty? Because that is Dabo. What exactly is the gritty? Like, what's... I mean, why I, is always, that the I always assume, and you probably shouldn't assume. Yeah, because you know what that does. But I just assume that it came from music. Like, every dance that I see, I just presume that some artist in some genre of music created this dance, and now everybody's doing it. I, I was there in D.C. when John Wall Dabo has on a lot of colors right there, by the way. It, it's an interesting look. <laughs> John Wall hit the John Wall, by the way. Uh, Scott Hansen, he's already ready. If you know Scott, and I do know Scott, uh, he's high energy. Okay. Like, Scott's ready to go. Are you ready for the NFL? Absolutely. I think everybody is. Who isn't? Yeah. Who who would say no to that? Who's like, no, you know what? I want to wait a little bit longer. I'm going to uh, get my Survivor uh, entries here at Circa, too. So, if you guys haven't signed up for Circa Survivor, I definitely would get in. This was awesome, by the way. Oh, my God. Oh, that was great. A.J. Dillon just yeah. takes out a mascot. This is old school here, Oklahoma drill. Here's the problem, though. See, the head comes off the mascot. Yeah, because the pad level. Look at the pad level. Low pad level, man, is everything. So that's He's on the mascot? straight up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mascot guy, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. I do, I do want to get into this J-Lo talk. We don't have time to do it really justice now. J-Lo got married again to... to Ben Affleck. I guess it was this number two for them. Uh-huh. And apparently J-Lo, uh, she's not well-liked here in Vegas. And she got married here again. Benifer, they're back. Um, she's not really well-liked with the tipping. Because apparently Ben tried to tip 
And it was like 20 grand. Uh-huh. She took back 19.5. And it caused a, a stir, uh-huh. allegedly. And when you got people like that calling you out on Twitter, that ain't good. I'm going to stay out of that. Mm-hmm. Win Some, Lose Some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook, where you can claim your 100% first deposit match bonus now with the code 250MATCH. Learn more at BetRivers.com. Okay, we've got so much more to get to throughout this show. And again, we got some great guests coming up. We're going to talk to Brian Crowell soon about what we saw. And I can't wait to ask Brian if he shares your mentality that Rory lost this, Cam didn't win it. Well, Cam won it. I'm going to give Cam his credit. I'm just saying for how Rory's regarded on a national scale as far as where he ranks among current golfers, Mm. I would consider Sunday a choke job. Much more to get to. Just getting started. It is Follow the Money right here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Follow the Money on Visa the Sports Betting Network. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is serving up big wins with our new weekly profit boosts on all tennis wagers. Visit BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app every Wednesday to receive a 20% profit boost on any tennis wager. That's right. Log in every Wednesday, automatically receive a 20% profit boost. And now you can even live stream your favorite tennis players right from the Bet Rivers app. So heat up your summer with the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app. It's a whole new game. Back with Sean King. I am Dave Ross. This is Follow the Money. You, by the way, I was a a good tennis player in high school. <laughs> Did you ever play tennis? You ever I've, get got, out there? I've got a great story. My mom tells it better than me. I tried to register okay. for a tennis tournament as a 15-year-old. I'd never played before. You never played? And I just watched it, and I was like, I can do that. Oh, that's frustrating for me. I didn't have a racket or anything. But See, then when I started playing for the Bucks, I used to work out at Saddlebrook Resort with oh. a guy named Pat Etcheberry. And so Pat was a trainer for Jennifer Capriati, oh James Blake, Marty Fish, oh my. Martina Hingis, uh, Helena Dokic. Like all of them were, uh, what's the, uh, Sher- was it Sharapova, I yeah. think? Yeah, there was Dayton uh, Federoff from the, the Red Wings. Yeah, so all of them were there. So then I kind of got into it a little bit. And I can do everything but serve. The serve is an issue. But mine had a good mean forehand and a really good backhand. Here's what I'm going to say about that. I get frustrated with, with professional athletes that I've gotten to know personally and then play either tennis or golf with. You guys just pick it up. Your hand-eye is better than mine. It's better than the, the layman, right? And it's frustrating because you guys shouldn't be good at everything. That's all I'm going to say. It's so, like, it, it's, it really is. So it's, it's annoying. It's, it's very interesting because... I played both at Tulane, basketball and football. I felt like I was good enough to play major college sports. You just in pick, a whole, you, whole you, bunch of sports. You just pick one. I'm not going to sit here and say I, I could have made the MLB in baseball. Right. I definitely wouldn't have made NBA in basketball. But I was good enough to be on a major college team in all those sports. But then there are some guys I know that were better than me in football, and that's all they can play. I mean, if you put them on a basketball court, they can't dribble, they can't shoot. So it's really, I think, a athlete by athlete kind of thing. You know, I don't know if we'll get him on tomorrow or if we we've got room. Lorenzo Alexander, my buddy, he okay. he now plays golf a lot. If he's already better than me, I'll disown him as a friend. Yeah. Like I'm, that's I'm just gotta, not fair. A guy's a two time Pro Bowler, 
you know, Buffalo Bills. And now he's a golfer? Like, yeah. you guys can't just do that to I us. I love golf. That's that's my favorite sport now. Oh, I'm by, actually pretty good, too. By the way, I had a moment with Martina Hingis. Yeah, that's my buddy, man. I love Martina great, Hingis. Great, great, great girl. I Big mean, fan. Tremendous. Uh, the Home Run Derby, are you like, this is like one of the slowest sports days of the year, this Monday, right? Before we get to the All-Star game, All-Star weekend. Uh, the polar bear, Pete Alonzo, is okay. going for a three-peat. Uh-huh. Okay? I don't know if it matters to him. It feels like it does now. And now he's the shortest favorite on the board to go ahead and get that three-peat done. How do you handicap a home run derby? Do you look at it like who's motivated to do it? Because, again, if Pete, like to me as a Metropolitan fan, just hit those bombs in the second half. So it's interesting for me because, like, I'm so exhausted by the time we get to the baseball <laughs> all-star break. Like, I kind of take it off. Like, it, I'll, it'll be on TV, but I'm not really watching it. Yeah. I definitely don't watch the MLB all-star game. But I will say this. I will be tuned in to this home run hitting contest because I want to see what $440 million looks like. Whoa. Juan Soto turned down. $440 million. So I'm going to watch because I just want to see because maybe I'm missing something. Well, I know he's a good player, and I know he's only 23. But, I mean, I'm expecting him to win just because, I mean, obviously he has a bigger offer sitting there from somewhere. So I'm going to watch, and I'll probably lay a little bit on him. I mean, 550 is pretty decent odds. There's nothing, you know, else really to do. So I'll probably, <laughs> you know – just so I can have some, some a sweat. Something to go. Yeah, so I can have a sweat, but that's why I'm, I'm going to be focused on Juan Soto. When uh, Bryce Harper won the home run hitting contest in D.C., and I remember it very well, it was an homage. You could you could feel like it was a goodbye to D.C., right? Because it was in D.C. at Nats Park when that happened. And you it was like, man, I'm out. And the Nats at that time, by the way, had made a similar offer to Bryce, $300 million at that time, which would have been the highest. Nobody wants to play in D.C., apparently. Nobody's, Do you think that's what it is? I don't get it. I worked there for almost 20 years, was at Nats Park for shows all the time, three times a week in homestands. It's a beautiful park. I don't get it. Like, what's the what's the disdain for Listen, D.C.? Because some, it sounds like Juan Soto wants out. If someone wants to offer me 440, I'll mm. go to D.C. So if you have any buddies left over. I don't know if I can get you that kind of I mean, change. I could do the show via Zoom. I kind of like your play, though, of Soto here yeah. at plus 550. Because to me, PD, the number isn't good enough anymore. Last year, I think the repeat, you could have got him about 5-1. to one. And I was on him last year to, to go back-to-back. Schwarbs hits bombs. Acuna Jr. Now, I mean, Schwarbs like, has been swinging the bat really well. So if you're looking for a guy in a groove outside of Alonzo, yeah. it'd be Schwarber. I like the story behind why I'm going to play Soto a little more. I do, too. Because he's, he's like got a point to prove now. Yeah, right. I turned down the highest, the biggest contract in the history of Major League Baseball. A Nationals player. Maybe the worst team in baseball. And I said, no, I don't want your money. Your services are no longer required. Yeah. I didn't realize he was as young as he is, 23. Because he was a member of their uh, World Series team, right? Yeah, uh, no. yeah, I think he was. Yeah, I, I do. That's yes. exactly right. Yeah, because yeah, so he was still the I, I presumed he was older than that. but And he was the replacement for Bryce. That was the deal. Like, okay, we're going to let Bryce go, and he goes to Philadelphia, right? And we're not going to pay him the money. We'll give the money to Juan Soto. They're trying to give the money to Juan Soto. He doesn't want the money. So I'm going Juan Soto to win the home run contest at okay. plus 550. Which way are you going? I don't want to just, like, parrot what you say, but I would have to bet Soto. Mm-hmm. The, the one that's just kind of funny to me is Pujols. I think this is like a victory lap for Pujols, right? Can he still mash at that rate to get you 
18 to 1 and cash that ticket? Oh, he can't win it. I just think they're like spotlighting him, like a lifetime achievement award while he's still an active player. This is, this is, that's what this is, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, that's what it feels like. Who hosts not even hitting home runs, you know, at a high rate in the regular season? So, you know, it's it, the weird thing about Pujols coming home to St. Louis, right? It, it did have a, a LeBron feel when he came back to Cleveland because they hated him. I'm, okay, St. Louis fans are going to get on me, right? Because the best fans in sports and all that, so they're always polite. They were mad at Pujols when he turned down the money and left to go to Anaheim way back. But he got more money to go to the Angels, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like he got 300 big, didn't Oh, he? yeah. Yeah, so. So, like, yeah. So, so, yeah, I don't know. Is it on Albert? Is it on the organization? Right. And now he's back, and this does feel like a, a tip of the cap. This is it. Right. Right? This is the last hurrah. Yeah. You're not going to take a shot at 18 And in baseball, no. no okay, well, then, if I can't intrigue you in that, what about that he just gets one, one bomb at 15-1 yeah, to one for the long? Because he's not going to have the stamina to, 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 to mash with the young no, kids the whole time. No, no, he can't, you know. No. Right? He, I don't think he has the bat speed to hit. Like, have you seen Schwarber and Soto swing? Oh, my God. Like, they're probably going to hit one out of the park, like, literally. Well, I, I, I don't know. Pujols is going to be. You know, like, just, I just one mighty in, swing? I think he's a guy that's had a tremendous career. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And he's also a guy I think a lot of people internally in baseball mm-hmm. like. Oh, yeah. So this is like, again, give him his flowers while. You know, he's still an active player. That's what I think this is about. By the way, for a league winner for the most home runs, there's no way I'm laying 335 with the National League. It's no way. Okay, and I get it. You got the polar bear. We keep. You just got a lot of unproven guys from the American League. Well, Julio. Like good players. I mean, Julio is a tremendous My player. God. Is he already wrapped up rookie of the year, by the way? Oh, maybe. Maybe the kid from Pittsburgh. Yeah. Having a really good year. You know, you never know. You know, baseball's so many games. You know, we sit here at the All-Star break and feel one way, but, you know, four yeah. weeks after this, you know, we might feel completely different. But I think the proven guys are in the National League. Like, you know Schwarber and Alonzo and Soto are going yard, like, <laughs> multiple times. Like, just those three alone. I just don't know what I'm going to get at Acuna at 5-1. to one. I'm not playing that. Yeah. And I know what I'm getting at a Seager. Acuna plays around too much. Yeah, and it's Seager. trust him, like, betting. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. He's one of those guys that has too much fun. Like he's gonna cameras out, right? Which you should. This is. Which I'm not knocking it, but no, no. I'm not betting with him. No, no, right, exactly. Yeah. So the guys that we're looking for, the guys are gonna take it seriously, and I think you identify. I think it's Juan Soto. I agree. I think that's the right price at plus five fifty, and again, that's kind of where Petey was last year when he went for number two. I just can't take the short number with Pete Alonso plus a dollar eighty five. Yeah. Can't do it. But the longest home run is intriguing because I believe it was Soto last year who won that. And he's plus 350 here. I might go straight Soto. SS. Straight Soto. Give me plus 550 for the winner and for the longest bomb. Because that kid, man, it's like a missile when it comes off his bat. I like it. Where's he going to go? Who's going to get him? John King, break that news right now. It's going to be one of the New York teams? I don't know. Like, I was looking at, uh, at Dustin's notes there. I mean, I would presume that his agent is is Boris. I'm assuming he's with, with Scott Boris. Like, Boris had all the Nats is, is, back is in the that, day. Is that correct? I believe that is correct. So, you have to think they already have a – yeah, yeah he's yeah, with Scott Boris. Boris so, yeah. you have to think they have a couple confirmed offers that are bigger than 440. Because you know, I don't care where – I don't care if you're in <clears throat> Pittsburgh with the Pirates, no offense to them, or Oakland with the A's. You don't turn down $440 million unless you know – you can get more from somewhere else. It's amazing to think 
that he turned down the richest offer in the history of Major League Baseball. Not going to take it. When we come back, Brian Crowell is going to join us here from Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio. Talk all things Rory. Come on back. Father Money, Peace of the Esports Betting Network. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
VSEN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here. For only $19, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today. You're going to get VEASAN's daily best bets, including Adam Berg's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage. Sean King, it's coming. Premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL when they come back next year, and NASCAR. So if you want that full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. So sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. Back alongside Sean King, we are rolling here on Follow the Money. I am very excited to have our next guest. Brian Crowell is going to join us here from Sirius XM PGA Tour. Uh, Brian, let's get to a conversation that uh, that Sean and I were having at the beginning of this show. And thanks for joining us today on this Monday morning after the British Open, or as they say, the Open, because we're snobby here. Do you look at this as a situation that Rory McIlroy lost this tournament or Cam Smith won it. I mean, listen, I, I'm, I'm actually a little saddened for, uh, for golf in a way, because this was such a fantastic story. I mean, this, this kid is four strokes back to start the day. He, he turns and rolls in five birdies in a row. She's <laughs> the 64. And now everybody's talking about uh, the one that got away from Rory Cam Smith. I mean, that is one of the most incredible performances on a Sunday at a major championship that I can recall. Just absolutely fantastic. And, and listen, all, all the spotlights should be on cam. And I do give Rory some credit because this isn't him. This is media. This is uh, people building up these stories, but Rory was all class and, and he tipped his cap to cam and said the better man won today. And I give him credit for that, but yeah, it's all Smith, all cam Smith. You know, Brian, this is interesting because I do think that Cameron Smith played outstanding. But at the end of the day, Rory choked. Woo! And, you know, it's just my truth. You know, I try and <laughs> always stand by the fact that the truth doesn't have emotions. It's just the truth. But when we look at some of the golfers that have been put on this pedestal like Rory has, a lot of those guys, if they had the same Sunday where they miss putt after putt after putt, and then the narrative would have been slightly different. Would you agree? Yes, uh, I I think so. I mean, and I don't know. I guess choke is a strong word in this case because it wasn't like he shot a seventy six or a seventy four. I mean, he was he was two under and missed a ton of chances. I think it's the first time. I can't remember the last time a, a guy is leading heading into the final round of a major. Hits all 18 greens. He went 18 for 18 hitting greens. That doesn't sound like a choker, but but no putts dropped for the guy, and he missed a bunch of chances on the greens. 18 two putts, and and there you stand at two under, and it got away. It, it does feel like if you just gave those stats, the 18 gers, right, with a four shot lead into the, the day, what's the percent winnage there? 90, 95 percent? Like that's that's how astounding it really was for Cam Smith and what he did in the back nine with four straight birdies. So, you know, Brian, I look at this though and I go, if I'm Rory McElroy, and this is something Sean and I talked about at the beginning, mentally going forward, he hasn't won a major now in eight years, and he doesn't win this playing defense, if you will. What's in Rory's head today? Like he's got to be thinking, am I snake bit? It, like, am I never going to win another major? Because we all just assume he will. But if you can't win this one, hitting 18 greens in regulation, I mean, Brian, he's got to wake up today going, what in the world just happened? 
Yeah, I I would love to. I mean, listen, if we if we could if we could have Rory paired with Cam Smith yesterday and and see how it all played out, I think it's a little different when you're when you're away from that action, at least by one group, and you're and you're playing alongside somebody who's sort of fallen apart and hasn't been there before. So uh, my my feeling is that if they were paired together, this would have been different. I think I think Rory had a game plan to go out there play solid golf, not make any huge mistakes. And, and I don't think he saw any 64s coming at him. Mm. Uh, and, and I think that's a mistake. Obviously it's a mistake. And yeah. And, and that's the, that's the thing here. Rory executed his game plan and the game plan wasn't good enough to win. Let's flip the script a little bit here because I know both Sean and I had tickets on camp Smith. So we're happy about what happened yesterday. But in the post round, and I do give kudos, Brian, you know what this is like to be in those media centers and have to ask those tough questions. It's not always easy. And a tough question was asked of Cam Smith, even with that Claret Chug. Are you going to go to live golf? And his answer, Brian, was, I like to say, um, well, there was a lot of ambiguity with that answer. Basically saying, well, I let my people determine that. I just try to play golf. this would be a real tough spot for the PGA Tour if he were to leave for Live Golf. Even Rory, who's kind of been the torchbearer now for the PGA Tour, had said last week, you know, we almost have to sit down at a table and having almost like a come-to-Jesus talk with the PGA Tour and Live Golf. How, how in the world do you think this plays out? And if they keep losing guys that were, are rumored to be going, how do you think this plays out with major championships? Because if you don't have the Cam Smiths and the Dustin Johnsons and some of the best players in the world that aren't eligible to play in the majors, that's going to take away from the majors. Absolutely. And I, I, I mean, I, like so many of us, I sit back right now and fear this, this chapter that we're in with golf because th- there's a lot of concern. I mean, this this thing is not going away. I, I give them credit for that. They've created something, and and the players have taken the bait, and they're they're uh, heading that way. And some of them, like Taylor Gooch, step in to live with the hopes that this is all going to work out, and and the major tours are going to somehow get together and have a have a big hug and and figure it all out. And I hope that's the case too. But I don't think we're anywhere close to that. I think we've got a lot of heat coming. And, um, you, you know, I, I, I wonder if Cam Smith, now that he's won the open championship and, and has won the biggest prize, the RNA has, and, and a, a massive moment in golf, I wonder if he's going to reconsider and backpedal a little and say, you know what, maybe I, maybe I'll stay on this other side of the major tours and let that live thing pass for now. I, I don't really know. I mean, I, I know it's a tempting carrot out there. It, it would be for me. Here's a here's a hundred million. Come on <laughs> right. over. Uh, but I, I'm hopeful that we can somehow find a way to get it all together. But but you're right. The official World Golf rankings are not going to award points, at least not in the near term, for these live events. So players are going to slowly drop from the top of the rankings, and then they're going to lose eligibility for majors. So it, it's it's a mess right now. You know, it's interesting, Brian, because I think this is fascinating to watch. And I'm of the belief that when I played in the National Football League, the NFL is king. But if the CFL would have said, Sean, I'm going to give you $100 million <laughs> to leave the Bucks, I'd have been in Canada. I'd have been trying to be the next Warren Moon <laughs> or Doug Flutie. I just, the financials are so great. For instance, if you win a live event, there's only eight. 
but the fields are smaller. First place is what four and a half million, I think. Wow. Uh, Cameron Smith just won two and a half for winning one of the majors. So when does the conversation go to the PGA Tour and their responsibility to make these purses more competitive? Because you can make an argument that when you go to the live tournament, you not only make more money, but you actually can be a husband and a father. Because instead of being going 40, 42 weeks a year, you're going eight. So when is the PGA yep. kind of going to take some of the brunt of this criticism as opposed to the guys that are leaving, you know, going you know, to another tour that's paying better? And allows them more family time. Yeah, I I think there's there's gonna be a, a moment here where they do come to the table. I think it's it's gotta happen because clearly the guys are taking the money and they're leaving. I mean, I I would say this, Sean, if if someone told you you could make five times the money you made in uh, in Tampa Bay on the uh, Saudi Arabia FL, <laughs> but or you could you could win a, a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. Uh, I mean, you know, those discussions I think are what's happening with a lot of these players, at least the better ones. And uh, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of confused people out there. And I know the agents are pushing like mad. I know the caddies are pushing like mad. Maybe the wives and spouses. I uh, I don't know. No. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I, I enjoyed winning the Super Bowl, but I'd have been in Saudi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, Come on. I hey. needed you to say I'd take the ring. But, <laughs> listen, the ring don't pay bills. The, the Super Bowl, it's a great oh, memory. No, no. <laughs> hey, Brian, we really appreciate you getting up early this morning to, to put a ball on what uh, we saw stuff, over Brian. the weekend. Uh, great stuff, as always. Brian Crowell from SiriusXM PGA Tour Radio. I uh, appreciate you, Brian. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. Enjoyed it, guys. Have fun. Thanks. Uh, yeah, what a wild week. And again, those questions have to be asked. And it's not what we want to be talking about today, but when you ask Cam Smith that question and he gives you an ambiguous answer, this is the reality. It's not going away. And my Deion Sanders voice must be the money. The first hour of Follow the Money is presented exclusively by Brent Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Get a 100% first deposit match bonus now with the code 250MATCH. Must be 21 years or older. Offer not valid in all areas. Check BetRivers.com for full terms and rules. Come on back. Follow the money. Hour number two. Getting ready to start right here in VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Bet River Sportsbook app has a huge number of live streaming events every day. Bet River Sportsbook has great offers, including a $250 match bonus on your first deposit, and all bonuses are only one time playthrough. Amazing offers and great customer service makes Bet Rivers your hometown sportsbook. Must be 21 pound sportsbook. Must be 21 pound sportsbook. Must be 21 pound sportsbook. It's Freddie Prinz Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 